Today on the newscast, will the growing Iran threat help to seal a peace deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia as part of the Abraham Accords? We speak to best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, who has met with Saudi leaders to get his inside take. Next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It was another very busy week for the Iran-backed Houthi rebels of Yemen who have continued their nonstop onslaught against Saudi Arabia. Now, this week alone, we had at least eight explosive-packed attack drones launched by the Houthis in Yemen against various sites, both military and civilian, in Saudi Arabia. Not only that, a ballistic missile was also launched By the Houthis, Saudi authorities thankfully say they were able to shoot down all of these incoming projectiles with their missile defense systems. But we also had an incident earlier this week when off the coast of Saudi Arabia, two boats were seized. They were packed with explosives as well. So folks, what we have here is a continued steady barrage, not only from air, but from sea, courtesy of those Iran-backed Houthi rebels Again, Iran is the head of the snake with the terror that is sprouting up throughout the region, including the likes of the Houthis. The head of the snake is the regime in Tehran, and the Houthis are acting at the behest of the Iranian regime. Key point to remember there. It's no wonder that Saudi Arabia is reportedly considering purchasing Israeli missile defense systems, including Iron Dome, All of this begs the larger question, will Saudi Arabia, thanks in large part to the shared Iran threat, eventually come to the peace table with Israel and join the Abraham Accords? We spoke to our good friend Joel Rosenberg, editor-in-chief of a great site you need to check out called All Israel News. He's also the New York Times bestselling author of many books, including his latest, Enemies and Allies. Joel gives you the -the on-the-ground, first-hand perspective Having met with the leaders of the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Jordan, Egypt, Joel really has a unique on-the-ground personal perspective, and he gave us his insider look at the possibility of a future deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Talk about a regional and world game-changer. Now, we also spoke, of course, about the rising Iran nuclear threat the Biden administration's disastrous handling of Afghanistan and its after effects, and what comes next in the region. Take a look. And we are joined now by New York Times bestselling author and editor-in-chief of All Israel News, Joel Rosenberg. Joel, the timing of your new book, Enemies and Allies, comes as we just passed the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, as we see the Taliban stronger than ever before. We'll talk about that in a second, but I wanted to ask you first about what you believe may very well be the greatest threat in the Middle East, a nuclear Iran. What are you hearing from Israeli officials and your contacts in the region about this Iranian nuclear threat and how close they are to having the bomb? Well, it's great to be with you, Eric, uh, especially right now as we're dealing both with the 20th anniversary of the horror of 9-11, but also the one-year anniversary of the Abraham Accords and the hope, uh, you know, these two contradictory trend lines uh, that are going on, the, the, the rising evil and yet the tectonic shifts in the region towards peace with Israel that I describe in Enemies and Allies, this new book. But I think the greatest threat in the region right now is not the Taliban. Uh, the idea that President Biden has surrendered 
to people that were living in caves six or eight weeks ago is insane. Um, and it, it has emboldened the forces of radical Islamism. The central question is this, if, if President Biden can't effectively handle the Taliban, how can we trust him to contain and deter Tehran, okay? Our sources, what I'm reporting, what our team is reporting at All Israel News, is that uh, Israeli intelligence believes that the Iranian regime is just two months away from being able to have enough enriched nuclear fuel to start building the actual nuclear weapons. Now, we're not reporting that that uh, Israeli or American intelligence believes that they could actually attach those bombs yet to high-speed missiles, right? We, it's going to take additional time, but, but we are way past the red lines that Prime Minister Netanyahu in his day warned military action would be forthcoming from Israel. So Israeli forces uh, are, are preparing for a strike. The Israeli budget is being passed with massive increases in money for the military, specifically for potential strikes. And I think the thing that everybody in the region at the leadership level fears, and that I've been reporting, including in enemies and allies, is a nuclear 9-11. That's what we're worried about, a second Holocaust. And I gotta tell you, with Biden on the retreat in the Middle East, Israel and the Arab countries are starting to think, oh my God, we may have to do this by ourselves. You know, in your book, Enemies and Allies, you devote a chapter speaking of perhaps enemies being emboldened by the Biden administration retreat in Afghanistan. Joel, you have a chapter uh, about the relationship between Iran and Russia, also Turkey in that mix as well. Could you tell us about that seemingly strange but growing alliance between the Iranian regime and Vladimir Putin's Russia? Yeah, and it's something that uh, I think this, this alliance between Russia, Iran, Turkey, but also China and North Korea. It's something that I think many Americans and many even in Washington aren't paying attention to. Basically, for the last 20 years, Eric, as you know, we've been worried that Iran would get the bomb, but they keep being delayed. Why? Well, as I, I, I've joked with some commentators, I, I wouldn't want to be a life insurance salesman trying to sell a policy to an Iranian nuclear scientist, okay? Uh, because they keep disappearing. They keep dying mysteriously. Their equipment blows up. Their their uh, yeah. research labs set on fire. Like, what's happening is that that Iran is not able yet to get to the bomb, or haven't been able to for twenty years because of a shadow war. U.S., Israeli, probably Arab intelligence uh, thwarting them. But what are they doing instead? They're forming military, political, economic, strategic alliances with America's worst enemies, Russia. China, North Korea. But Turkey is shifting to the dark side. Erdogan is taking Turkey away from the Western alliance to the dark side, to the Russian, Iranian, Chinese, North Korean camp. And, and since Turkey is the largest military in Europe, that is, a, uh, at least in, on the NATO side, that's a very dangerous development. Moving on from the bad guys, the enemies, to the allies, one of the more encouraging developments, you mentioned it earlier, is the Abraham Accords. We are the one-year anniversary of this landmark deal is upon us, these peace treaties between Israel and Sunni Arab neighbors. Uh, what is the state of the Abraham Accords today? Obviously, the Trump administration made them happen. We have a new administration. Uh, could more nations join the Abraham Accords? How does the Biden White House feel about it? Uh, what do you say in your book, Enemies and Allies? This is the only book that's ever been published 
that takes you inside the palaces and you meet the, the, the leaders that are leading the change in the Arab Muslim world, Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Zayed in the UAE, the leaders of Egypt and Jordan and Bahrain, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed in the UAE, he told me two years before he agreed to the Abraham Accords that he was going to do it. Here's what to watch for. You're a watchman on the wall. Watch the Saudis. I believe that the Saudis are fundamentally reassessing who is my friend, who is my foe. In the book, I describe uh, the case I made to the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, in the palace in Riyadh, and later on our second trip in, in Jeddah. We made the case, now is the time to make peace with Israel. Um, and remember, this was all before the Abraham Accords, and look what's happened since. Uh, the Saudis did not block the Abraham Accords. They publicly praised the Abraham Accords. They have allowed overflight rights of Israeli and Emirati and Bahraini planes over Saudi Arabia. And the Saudi crown prince met with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the Mossad chief Yossi Cohen and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo late last year. It's a fascinating story. The Saudis are moving. I can't tell you when. But I think my instinct tells me we could be watching a Saudi peace treaty and the potential building of a, a Middle East NATO between Israel and the Arab states against Iran. One of the things you mentioned that sets enemies and allies apart really from any other book I've read uh, on the region is the firsthand interviews you have with world leaders, not only in the U.S., in Israel and in the Arab world. Real quick, I want to throw out a few names of leaders and get your quick take on them based on your face-to-face -face President Sisi of Egypt. What were your thoughts? What were your impressions of that pivotal player? One of the most fascinating men I've ever met, making some mistakes, but is a hero because he rescued 100 million Egyptians from the reign of terror of the radical Islamist Muslim Brotherhood and rebuilding all the churches that were burned down by the Brotherhood and built the largest church in the Middle East and gave it to Christians of Egypt on Christmas Eve, and I was there, unbelievable, a hero for this. Hey, someone I would consider perhaps that you probably consider now, I'd say, a friend, the King of Jordan, King Abdullah II, another pivotal player. Your thoughts on him and his role in the region? King Abdullah is the most faithful American ally in the Arab Muslim world. He is the longest serving Arab leader. The king needs to be strengthened, and, uh, and he is one of my heroes, and yes, I do consider him a personal friend. And, uh, and hey, he's read some of my novels and, you know, didn't ban me from the kingdom because of them. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Hey, last one, uh, kind of the wild card. And you mentioned Saudi Arabia. That would be the big one, a peace accord between the Saudis and Israel. MBS, the young crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, you had an audience with him. What were your thoughts on this? Some would say uh, a bit of a mysterious figure, maybe not a whole lot known about him. Uh, what was your take? Yeah, I've spent uh, four hours with him. The only book ever written that 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 he allowed me to talk to him, and not just me, but my evangelical colleagues. MBS has, is a work in progress. He has made some very serious mistakes, and I write about them in the book. But he is changing Saudi Arabia, hugely positive changes. When you think back to 20 years ago, 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi. Osama bin Laden, Saudi. But now the leadership of Saudi Arabia is firing uh, extremist clerics, changing the textbooks, getting rid of anti-Jewish, anti-Christian teaching. 
Uh, he invited me and Israeli and Christians to come and sit with him. And he told me on the record that he counts the supreme leader of Iran, the new Hitler. And this book is the only book that'll tell you the inside story. Even five years ago, we wouldn't have been talking about a formal peace treaty, potentially, between Israel and Saudi Arabia. You said it, Joel, the chess pieces are moving on the board. It's fascinating to see. And Enemies and Allies gives you the inside story on all of it. Joel, it's a great read. Good luck with the book. Keep up the great work, my friend, and I will see you soon in Jerusalem. God bless, Joel. Thanks again. Mm -hmm. Folks, again, the book is called Enemies and Allies. It is a great read, literally ripped from today's headlines. You can pick it up wherever books are sold. Hey, one last note. If you love that interview with Joel, it aired originally on our Watchmen TV show. Yes, if you love the newscast here on YouTube every day, you will love our weekly TV show on TBN. It airs every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, also Friday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are bringing you a lot of great on-the-ground material. Much of the show is filmed on the ground in the Middle East. I think you'll really like it. Check it out on TBN. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast this week. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.